and Toby. <laughs> I'm not looking, but it is good to see you guys. Yeah, Damn. it is. You too, man. It it's been a while. How long do you think? Let's see if we can trace it. Well, you uh, came on our say, bus uh, that last time we were in Tampa, but that yeah. had to be yeah, yeah. over two years I mean, ago. That, oh, right? it was way longer. Yeah, it was probably was two, way or, two or, two or three years, years no, ago. No, no, no. We've, we've been in COVID for about four years, so. Yep. That's true. What's before <laughs> yeah. that? No, for real, though, that was probably... That was probably five years I'd ago. I'd say twenty eight, eighteen, twenty seventeen. I don't. Yeah. That was yeah. It was. I mean, uh, let me think. Who you're on tour with? Um, uh, my guess is we were headlining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had done a support to tour, guess. but in about a decade. <laughs> really, you know what I mean. We didn't. We didn't that take the path yeah, of active growth shit, yeah. the last decade. <laughs> We've been building a community of our own. You see, it's a kind of a different project than that one where bands try to get bigger. We didn't yeah. do that's not the path that we chose. Yeah. You know what I mean? In about 2010, Emory and Amberlynn chose very different paths. No, we did that. We kind of we kind of stuck to a similar path. I feel like. No, first of all, y'all broke up. So first of all, we didn't ever break up. We got so. we got one up on you already. We're deep yeah. into our reunion yeah. stuff, so yeah. you guys need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, you know, the best thing we ever did was break up and, and quote unquote get back together. So. Well, we've been jealous ever since you broke up. You, and you talking about well, how we, it would be better dream. for us to. It was but just we, this we big plan we grind. had. Yeah. <laughs> grind. We chose the path of play. <laughs> The medium sized venue, keep it the same, live it, love it, maintain it for a century. For (laughs) and keep on because we don't think you should be rewarded for quitting. I don't think you should get rewarded by gigantic (laughs) tours and more than you've ever been in your life because you quit. I don't understand. Oh, man. Now I really want to figure out when that was, though. I definitely think it was more than two years ago, though. It probably was. Well, it probably was. Um, oh, for sure. Question. We, yeah, so 2018. It, it had to have been 2018. Fall of 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, how long? Because we weren't. I feel like I, it wasn't. I, I was still, like, working on on my stuff, right? Like, we talked about, like, I brought you guys coffee, right? But it yeah, wasn't, King we State like, was just yeah. open. Yeah, not it was, open. It was pretty. It wasn't, it wasn't open, open yet. It was in construction. Right. Yeah, it was pretty though. early. Yeah. It was early King State stuff, yeah. And we weren't, um. Amberlynn did the like the reunion show with Under Earth in 2018, and yeah, I don't think we that. had done that yet. Yeah, no. so it must have been yeah. either 2018 or or 2017, even if. But I think it was fall, so it was probably 2018. Well, let's either catch way, up kind of yeah. in reverse. Then tell me about that that show that when y'all got to play the Dagum Arena. Yeah, the that, local that was, band playing an arena. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. So we, I mean, I, what's funny is you just I, we made all those jokes about like breaking up and everything, and, and it is funny that it really was. And I feel like every band has said this since they've broken up, but it, it really was this like, oh, we are broken up. I was like, I'm never playing another show. Like I, I fully felt that. And, and looking back, it's funny. Cause everyone's like, Oh sure. Like people used to bust my balls and be like, when we were breaking up, like, okay, we'll see you in like three years on your reunion tour. You know what I mean? Like, and in my mind, I was like, that will not happen. 
I was like, this is the last tour. Like, I don't want to do another Amberlynn show ever again. I was like, let's put it to bed. So fast forwarding to that show with Andrea, it was just so funny because it was like this thing where we like, we had to like kind of reconnect with each other. And there's a few of us that hadn't talked since that, since 2014. I mean, we talked on like emails, but I hadn't heard some dudes voices for years. So it was like this weird thing where we were like, kind of talked about it and what does it look like? And then being close to Tim, obviously and and related at this point, you know, he was like, yo, we have this show. Like we're going to, we're trying to play like an arena in our hometown. He's like, do you you guys want to play it? And we just were like, okay. Like we kind of were just like, you hear it all the time with like time heal stuff. It's funny because I don't think it like heals all wounds, but we definitely hit a spot where it at least made us not care. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it was this weird thing of like, Mm-hmm. enough times passed i was like i don't care we can if we can do it and have fun and, and you know make money it's like let's let's do it so you know there wasn't this big conversation of like are we getting back together it was like let's just play this show and see what happens so anyway yeah it was a, i mean the show was awesome it was fun to play i grew up seeing bigger shows there you know at that arena so it was, a, it was also cool doing it with under oath and being like hometown and everything but um, yeah, that show, that show was special for sure. It was kind of stressful. It was one of those things. I mean, you guys know how like home shows can be, but yeah. that was like so heightened because it was like our first show back and like all our friends flew down. Like that actual day kind of sucked. Like looking back, I'm like, it was fine. I get like, it was sick that there were so many people there. It was like fun, but it was like, it was just so draining. And I was like, man, that was, that was wild. But I mean, it was cool that we did it and I'm thankful that we did it. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, December of 2018. So I had the same distinct experience with my wedding. I, I didn't. How was I supposed to enjoy that? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, agreed. I, that, I mean, I'm serious. It was. I mean, I it was. It was nice, and I liked everything about it. But the last thing I could do was like sit back and enjoy, enjoy it. it. I mean, yeah. not, that I mean, was that, not possible. I mean, I remember yeah, you kept. I remember you kept saying, "Man, if she wasn't pregnant, this would be so <laughs> different. <laughs> this would be way better." Man, if she wasn't pregnant, wow, what, we would be having a party. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't no, even drink. I, it was terrible. That is that is accurate though. I mean that that it's like looking back, I'm like, I think it was cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like people ask, like, yo, mm-hmm. I was sick with that show. Like, there's so many people. I'm like, I yeah, it was fun. Uh, right? Like, right, guys? It was fun, right? Like we all were just like in this headspace of like, oh my God, it was a it was a whirlwind, but it was cool. And how I, was it that it wound up being I mean, uh, what was the way that it felt to you so strongly that you wouldn't play again and then not even talk to some of those guys for a while? Like yeah, how I mean, why yeah, was that did, so fun? Did you see that coming? Like was it was it years in the making? Yeah, I mean and and there isn't some crazy story where it's like, Oh, we have this big falling out and like, oh, like I'll never see you. Like it wasn't really in this intentional thing, like, dude, I never want to talk to you and there's like this big scream match. It was just just after the, like towards the end when we were like all right like where where are we going like steven our singer like we, we were pretty close and like he we kind of like talked first and he was like hey man like you know this is uh, this is a year before or like a year and a half he's like dude i i think i'm like uh, i'm on the way out like i'm done and it was like a huge relief for me because i was already like I, I was married and my wife was going through health stuff and it was really tough for me like i had a really really tough go in like 2013 of touring i just was like but I couldn't wrap my head around being done. You know what I mean? I couldn't like verbalize it. Like I was like, this is all I've known since I was 14 years old. 
I, I, you know, at that point, Tim and I had been talking about King State, but I was like, oh, we'll do it simultaneously. Like in my mind, it wasn't like, oh, Amberlin has to be over. So it was like, I hadn't fully like got there in my head. So when Steven told me like, hey man, I think I'm on the way out. It was like this huge, and it was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, we had a big talk with the band and we kind of discussed the whole final year. And so, um, in 2014, after we'd done the record, and we were like, we're going to do a full year and say bye, probably the fans. I think that's when, like, it almost got the gnarliest of just like, we were all so checked out. And that tour was like cool, but it was just very like, people were starting to head towards just different directions of careers. And, and it was kind of, I think that's where the, the friction potentially happened is we were all like, some people were more focused on the new path. So they're kind of starting to integrate it into Amberlynn, which we had never really done before, which was a whole new world of like, I'm, I'm headed towards this direction. So I want to like start implementing some of my thoughts and beliefs into Amberlynn. And we were like other, the half of us, like we've never done this before and I don't like that. So there was a lot of that, that I think towards the end, we were just so tired of, of it and each other to where we just were like, all right, like, so for me, I, I was just done. I was just like, I, I was tired. I was ready to like do something else. And that final tour, I was just, I was so beat and so over it that w- during that last show, I, I really do as much as people like, you know, like I was saying, bust my balls about like, oh yeah, sure. Dude, you knew, but I was like, yeah, I just think it's done. And again, it wasn't anything that was like, I never want to see these people again or anything like that. I just needed a, a, an actual disconnect. So, and, and I really did pridefully. I wanted it to be the only time in history that a band has broken up and stayed broken up. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be us. I was like, we're going to break up and no, no one's going to ever see us on stage again. I was just, so it was this prideful thing. I was like, we did it right. We did a final year. We did a final tour. I was like, I had this like weird, thing with like our our you know quote unquote legacy i was like oh with this you know i don't want to mess it up by coming back and doing anything and like i said before just over time i was like oh, i don't really care you know what i mean i was like I, I at this point we're all fine and we can play together and it'd be fun and, and if it's fun it's fun and it's like that's kind of where i land i wish there was like a bigger story you know people kind of like try and like get it out like what was it or how did you like reconciled and the reconciliation was like a conversation that was it it wasn't like you better apologize for like you did this wild thing it was just like oh like let's just talk and and that's kind of how it happened so yep i think josh scoggin will get the award for not getting back together and doing yeah you're right he's not gonna (laughs) he won't do it He'll never you know do I mean? it. Yeah. yeah. Except Furnace Fest, there might be a surprise, dude. He's going to come back. He might. Maybe he'll do a guest knows? or something. But he <laughs> said he wouldn't even do a chariot. Or I mean, that, he told me he wouldn't do a chariot reunion or anything. Yeah, so just I mean, him believing that. But I mean. I do. I mean, that's where I was at. I was like, I don't think I, I was just so convinced. I was like, I don't, I will never play another Amberlynn song. I really didn't think that. It was, so it's funny to now be like. It was. Yeah, it's weird. It was a little different for you I think Nate too, because you started really young. I mean, you were like, yeah, very. What? How old were you when you started playing? I think when we met you, you were about what sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. I, I, I think I, so. My first, so the band before Amberlynn that I had like done my first tour with, my older brother went with me. I I was fourteen, and when I did, when we signed Gosh. to Tooth and Nail, and I recorded Blueprints, I was fifteen. So it it was oh, yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, and and I remember. It was right before we toured together, but like, I remember after our second record, I was so young that I already was like, kind of, I was like weirdly, 
I was like tired because I'd also had done all my high school on tour. So I was just tired. I was even at that point, And that's another story where like when Christian joined the band, I had this like whole new revitalization of, of touring and, and being in the band. It just that that's what kind of started me being okay with touring again was when he joined the band. I was like, all right, cool. Here we go. Like that like started. And then that was like kind of when our career did better not not specifically because of him but that well, he was he, a big part he for helps. me y'all he, went he through so big... many guitar players to yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. I, mean, I mean y'all it, went through a lot There's it some was rough the stories four of there. us and the five was like the fifth person was switching in and out constantly so it was <laughs> all I mean, the time and I, i've told him that i was like dude you i remember having a conversation with all my friends at home and i was like 16 at the time so it was like all my homies they were like doing stuff and i just had this longing to like be i was like oh i want to like do those things you know what i mean like they're like yeah. graduating high school and like you know living this life and call it like whatever and i just had this like longing to do that and i was so burnt out because like our guitar players were always switching and touring was starting to get pretty rough or like you know just a lot none of us were making money i was like in a van and like do you remember cool. all the guitar players do you remember them <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> yeah what was the one that we went on the, the first one we went on tour with was uh what Jimmy Jersey. That was Jimmy Jersey. No, I thought it was the uh, Jimmy Jersey, him. remember? I remember Still Jimmy so Jersey, him. but what, what right, was so uh Joey Bruce? They had a Joey, Joey before uh, they had two Joeys yeah. at one you, point. Two yeah, Joey I think you and did Jimmy Jersey. With, yeah, yeah. You yeah. toured that's when we had Joey Bruce, I think. Yeah. We played that's some right. show or something. But. so Joey was in the old band before and then he the first album, Joey was on it and quickly that first tour of that album, we were like, Oh my, like he was just brutal. Yeah, so we, he, we kicked it out. He's the only person I've ever punched in my whole life. Oh my God. Years yeah, we literally gotten like fit. He was a piece of shit. I mean, if, he's, if, he, if he hears this, I'm like, oh, he's like, in prison, I, I hope sure. he's doing good. I hope he's doing fine. But like, we just, he was just, I was 15 and he was just, he was like, you know, just constantly poking, like everyone just always just wanted to just get in everyone's <laughs> shit. And like, it was constant. And we we're like, in the, we we're like in our conversion van. And he was just like giving me shit. And I remember he like, he like tackled me. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, I'm like 15. You're people pick on, on that. Oh, bro. And I, dude, I, I remember I punched yeah. him in the back of the head so hard. And I was like, and he stopped. But I was like, dang, like, all right, that's the only time I ever punched someone. And but it was, it was like, a 15-year-old first, Napoleon yeah, yeah, Dynamite yeah. punch, though. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like a sure, man, man pretty, fist fight. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I don't think he was like, oh, dude, like, oh, I'm really hurt. Also, so like, was, it's was, just funny. Uh, so it was, it was Joey Bruce. And yeah. then... Uh, Jimmy, then Jimmy Jersey. Yeah, Jimmy Jersey. And he then was... Strayer next? He was like, want to... Uh, Tony, our friend Tony, Tony played. I don't think oh, wow. any old Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, Tony, before yeah. we move on, I have a Joey Jersey memory. When we played in New Jersey on the Tooth and Nail tour, he was oh, kind of beefy, wasn't he? Must, must and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we he, played yeah. in his, you know, whatever it was. It was the crappiest show of the tour in the worst venue, and they had that battle of the bands that was hilarious that day. Oh yeah, but yeah. Um, but that. that was Jimmy Jersey's family and all that came. He's in this rock yeah, yeah. band now. He's in Amberley, and he just he was just Lit. on the top he of the everyone. world. I got to thank my aunt. Yeah, I got to yeah, thank my uncle. Like, I was like, shut yeah. up, dude. It was like it, he, they came back to his town to play the thing. He's in this big rock band on this oh, real also, tour, and he was just he, on, on top of the world. 
he was from Jersey, but somehow he was also from Philly. He was also from New York because we played the tri-state area and he was like, shout outs to everyone. I was like, where do you live? Because so whenever we were in that area, he, it was his hometown. And he, and he acted like it. He'd be on stage like, oh, my hometown. I'm like, dude, we're in Philly. I new, thought it was New Jersey. guy just throwing yeah. out the shout outs at every show. Oh, yeah. Constantly. <laughs> uh, uh, in funny. Jersey, after that, we toured with, uh, I'm terrible at this, um, Take Action Tour, I think it was, maybe. And he was on that. And after that Jersey show, which was pretty big, and we, like, opened up, he was wild. I'm talking, like, <laughs> at one point, Steven kept, like, <laughs> trolling him and kept saying, like, Jimmy Ace everyone. And he kept, like, pointing <laughs> to him, like, just met, like, and he said it, like, ten times. And at the end of that night, we're like, we're kicking him out, right? Like, we all were like, he's done, right? We're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, not a question. Um, but then he, like, got wind of it, and he, like, quit. Oh, so it okay. was, like, easy. We're like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, Fire me, fuck like, you. I fine. quit. Then. Yeah, yeah. So then Tony, who we tried to get Tony to join the band, he's like, I don't know. I want to do my own thing. And J Tony was really cool. Like, he, I think he would have crushed, but he, he had other stuff. And then Strayer. And then right after Strayer was Christian. So it, it, it feels like more, but I mean, I guess five of one role, you know what I mean? It's not right. like we had same different spot. member changes. Like, but yeah, there's the same. We just could never find someone that like fit with us. And it, it was always just this weird fit. It was like the four of us, even on Never Take. I mean, all of our promo photos were just the four of us. Like we never, yeah. we didn't like ask anyone to be in the band up until Christian. So from really from the first record. So. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah I, so anyway going back to that he was the one that like got me back into it and like kind of revitalized my whole opinion on touring and stuff so yeah yeah that that was great and strayer was great i'm sorry he he's was gone. man yeah yeah man that was tough that was really tough that was that was a, a rough go i mean it was just yeah it was tough did was he a suicide no or did he drink himself to, or no, drugs or something? no to be honest, like, I wish I knew, like, the exact, it was, like, he was on medication, and the medication, I think, potentially, like, his, his, like, organ, like, a lot of his vitals, they, like, really messed with him, and it put him into, like, a coma, um, and then I think, I, I think, you know, probably from prior life stuff, it, it, his yeah. just body wasn't, like, strong enough to kind of, yeah handle it also that, that was rough man. Yeah, that, that yeah, was a really tough one especially be, especially because the way he um you know we, we we patched things up and the last time i saw him last time i saw him was at my wedding which was like 2009 so it was like a really tough go to like i talked to a few people here and there but you know it didn't end it didn't end really really good with us you know and, yeah. and i've known Strayer since i was a kid so that was even extra tough to like that whole thing of like having him in the band and having it not work. That was like really tough for me um, personally, because he was the dude that I like, everyone knew him because of me. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it was rough. And, and um, that was a, a tough time for sure. But yeah, well, it, it was great to get Christian. I hung out with Christian. This, let's see, when was that? Right before I left Nashville, I guess uh, he came up to Luke Rogers. Uh, wedding. Oh yeah. Oh, we yeah, hung out, yeah. and I I hadn't really ever hung out with Christian that much, and just we ended up near the same table where we were just talking. And it was just, he was so he's the best. chill. 
He was just the so chill and, and easy to talk to. Like, I was like, man, this is yeah. a cool dude yeah. to hang out with. I really it's enjoyed funny. it, actually. I always said we, like, went through all of the guitar players to, like, get to Christian. It's like we had to do it to, like, get to yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we had other guitar players. Like, oh, yeah. he, he really is. I mean, I literally hung with him all day today. Today's his birthday. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Happy birthday, oh, nice. Christian. Yeah. So, yeah, he seems best. like a rocker for life. He seems like a guy that might would like to stay in a band and probably could do it for the rest of his life. He yeah. just seems like he, he's got he's like one of those dudes. Yeah, just a lifer. I mean, we talked we talked about that recently. He was just he's so talented and he he really does have this thing where he's like, I've worked so hard. And and that's what was so weird having him in the band, is he just he cared so much. He instantly was like in the band. He just was like yeah. gave it his all. And he still does. And he's like, we talked the other day where he's like, even when Amberlin broke up, he like went and got guitar lessons and was like, I can be better. And he like went and done all stuff. And he's like, I can do this better. So like, he's like committed to the craft. And I think it's like, it's a really cool, unique thing to see someone that's like, I'm, this is what I do. And I want to get better at it, you know, constantly. So, um, yeah. yeah, but he's in it for sure. There's a real cycle to that. When you, when anytime a band loses a member, for sure, that's also the next member likely to go again. Like, it, you know, it's really oh, yeah. hard to build that level of trust right. that it really takes. And a I lot agree. of times people will stay in a band because they get trust at the beginning, even if they're not that great, and they'll still be included. But to onboard yep. somebody and, and, and have them have fast. buy-in is just a tough position for them, too. Yep. So when you get somebody like Christian or like we have Chris Keen is in our band now. Um, yeah. And it's just so like you, you couldn't you it's just you don't you can't, you couldn't feel luckier than to actually be able to replace somebody in a microculture with a perfect yep. fit or the ads, you know. Yeah. And it was and the same with Dave, too, when he joined because he was real young. Dave was 19, not as young as you, but Dave yeah, joined yeah. when he was 19. And it was only because it was instant. He was a, yeah, it was instant that you we could tell. Nate toured with Seth then. Yeah, Nate, Nate knows yeah. Seth. And we, oh yeah, Nate funny. knows. Oh Seth. yeah, that's crazy. Seth. Our that's first right. tour was with Seth. One. But then Dave and I became homies because of that. That that was we were like the yeah. young guys, even though he was still like three years older than me or whatever. And we had tour managers and stuff. And whenever there'd be tour managers or other people, they would pick on Dave in the same way that you know yeah, Joe oh, yeah. Bruce picked oh, yeah. on you. It's just what yeah, it's oh, like. Yeah. It's like in these microcultures, that's the kind of stuff that just happens. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just has it's so to. true. And it was we just got, you pick, and Dave would get so mad at the tour manager for picking on him, which is also funny. Good, you know, like, if you wrap your head around that, I'm like the tour manager works for him as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's like the weird. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I, even you saying that, I'm like, oh, you're right. I had so many tour managers like you know bust my balls and do all this stuff and i'm like i you i should have fired yeah. you like yeah. am i like not to sound like, but yeah. i'm like it's so funny i'm like how does that work age it's like oh because you're like older than me you can just like give me our time i'm like i'm pretty sure we like collectively <laughs> pay for you and i'm like i don't want you right. my but, favorite anyway, conflict in that department is we when one time Devin quit emory and then after that, we put, had a bass player named Andy Nichols from Queens Club. And so mm -hmm. he came in our band, and, and he did not like to take low man status, even though he wasn't even an original <laughs> member and much younger. And yeah. he, would, he would fuss at me for drinking the singer's <laughs> maker's mark. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was just for him and Toby, and then L Lunsford was a tour manager, and yeah. that that didn't go well at all. No. Like completely hated each other for. At I least don't think a I know him. Do I know him? <laughs> He's awesome, but that's what I like about Andy. Is just he didn't even. I mean, he came straight into the band and then just you know take acted. over he, he acted at least uh, as high as me and toby or in whatever way oh, yeah. man you know what would be just talking about all these different characters throughout our young. careers just 
if you if you could write a book about every crew member and band member that you've ever been with, it would be just amazing. Just the characters oh, God. and the stories they, would they just, just be unbelievable. Oh gosh, it would be oh, so yeah. If you I mean, didn't hurt yeah, people, that'd be the biggest book ever. <laughs> Imagine the stories you could tell. Just our bands alone, like, like oh, I know. Like we were Hundreds. talking about Strayer, Joel, Joel, and Strayer really broke down. Remember they yeah. were they got oh tight yeah they on were tour. homies like instantly. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah they really but were. How, but how funny is that? I wish you could dive into like why. And you we kicked I mean? both I, of like, them. We kicked both of them out of our bands. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, but there's the. It's not that many well, types of characters. There. There's yeah, always there's the archetypes there, that, right. that that right. show up in all right. those things and the crew. <laughs> Is a very special one, but they're basically clowns. You know what I'm saying? If it was medieval, they're jesters. I mean, the crew, you have to do some oh, no. job, but you must be a type of Remember, clown. I mean, just think of it. You have Devin's, to be. Devin, your book ideas, we got to do that. I was just thinking about, okay, think about our sound guy. Brant. Oh, do you, what do you remember about Brant? Smelly feet. A million funny things. His smelly feet. His smelly feet, feet smelled mainly. so bad, he wouldn't wear socks, and his shoes were so bad, we made him throw them away. We made him throw the, we throw his shoes away. We had our bus broke down, remember, and we he left his shoes on that bus. And we said, we'll yeah. just get oh you some new God. ones or something and like that. And it's funny, too, because you can have crew members that work for you in this little thing. You live together, whatever, and you can it can be very easy and common to where there's like 11 people on the bus and everybody hates one guy. Oh, yeah. Right? That can happen so easily. Easily. Yeah, there's no stopping it because yep. whoever's yeah. the shitty – and people are like, what the fuck? And then it's like, well, he works for, he's the lightning guy, he's the guest guy, or he's the, yeah. in the band sometimes, and you just have to deal yeah. with it. You know? Well, and you, <laughs> you, and you guys might be a little different than us uh, in, in a sense of like, we would always hire people who didn't know anything yeah. <laughs> about, <laughs> about what they were supposed to be fun. doing. Yeah. So yeah. it was always just a challenge to like work with these people. Oh, man. And then eventually we hired some more professional people and Whoa. it was much easier. But yeah, I mean, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, early on, I just saw it as like, and I think I like they give me a hard time because I have the most of these. Early on, I just saw it as like, what's a way to get my friends to come on tour? So saying, so what you said right. is accurate. Like mm-hmm. even if they didn't know anything, I was like, I got this idea. Do you want to make like a hundred dollars a month and come on tour with us? <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like, yo, but we can hang. Like it'll be sick. Yeah. So like, I single-handedly like had my best friend do merch for about a week before he flew home because he got like sick and his dad was like, I don't want you out there. So he flew home and I was like, okay. So, and then I, I got like, you guys know Sang Ping, you, you guys yeah, know some yeah. of you, but he started as like, he came out cause I was like, dude, like you want to drum tech? And he's like, I don't really know how and I was like, yo, but you should, you should come out. So now he's like, he's amazing. But like, I did that so much. And like, I have a, a funny story with this, and you guys all know Jordan Butcher, who's like one of my, yeah. you know, best friends now. He's like, I talked to him daily, did all of King's Day, whatever. But he, I didn't have a, a drum tech, and we were going to like to do a, a whole overseas thing. It was like Australia, and it was like a gnarly overseas thing, China and Taiwan and Thailand. It was this whole thing. And I was like, what better way to go hang with my friend than to be like, yo, do you want a drum tech for me? So I like, convinced him i was like dude you can drum take it'll be easy and he was so bad at it and these shows were like and he knew like he would say the same thing it's just so funny because looking back i'm like why did we do that and at that point like the shows were big we did like sound wave like it was like not tiny stuff and he never drum tech before but it was only just to hang with them and that's when i realized i was like i should probably stop doing this 
Like having my homies come out that don't know how to do anything that they're supposed to do. So yeah, I feel yeah, our, that for our sure. crew at one time was my brother, <laughs> my my college roommate, and then our friend Logan, who uh, had had a really bad, uh, like a breakup with a girl or something, had taken off. Uh, yeah, and we we're like, "Hey, you're low. You got to come out with us." <laughs> I got I got the fix. And that was our whole crew. <laughs> I want to so go funny. back to you seeing us when Seth was in the band because. Oh, I you know, remember. What do you remember thinking <laughs> about? I mean, you know Seth and Chopper. So, do you did you ever see them as a mismatch with the rest of the band in the way that it that it was? Yeah, I mean that was I, I like thinking back. I'm like that was so long ago. It's like hard to like. But yeah. I, I mean, what was his name? Chopper. Yeah. Joel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he made he was the most confusing. I remember being, <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember just being like, man, like, all right. Like I remember watching and being like, all right, everyone's got their thing like going off. And I'm like, and there's that dude. Like, I just remember, like, it was definitely a distinct, like, all right. Like I, I remember just trying to like wrap my head around it. I remember like, even like offstage, we would all hang and there was like him and Strayer would hang. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, but, but I, there, there was a disconnect, I think mostly with him. I thought Seth was Seth, right? Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. I thought Seth was fine. <laughs> he was I remember he, Seth's I, reputation I Seth was gonna stay in our band. I didn't I didn't think Seth was gonna quit, but no, then he ended no up idea. meeting Met he met Melanie I, I and remember, they just decided. I remember it looked like he was hitting hard, but he had this like magic trick where I'm like, but he's not hitting hard. <laughs> no, he was not hitting hard. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like it, yeah. I remember like it looks like he's hitting hard but he's not. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's interesting. I remember he bounced a lot. I remember I hope Seth's I hope he's good. How's he doing? He is. And we'll see, that's the thing is that people that can make fun of themselves is the only thing that can survive on tour. And Seth can I handle agree. that. He, yeah, well, he I remember thinking that. I was like, dude, good for him. He does not give a shit. Like, yeah. he was just like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, that's sick. That, but that's, that's what's so great about Seth. He yeah. is great. Well, he yeah. just, he's the first person I ever met. I've known Seth since I was very little. And he just has, he just, no matter what, he will just <laughs> but he just will he can be made fun of no matter what and accept it he just can accept yeah. it every time no matter what he can be made fun of in any situation and it's fine that's, and it, that's a straight that's it, a straight superpower and he, it yeah. never really he never makes you like it's he never feels he make you bad, feel bad or something it's yeah, not yeah. it's a weird yeah. it's a weird characteristic of somebody but yeah he was definitely that's that cool. what do you and think he about he wasn't even you know he wasn't even really you know, he's notorious for not being that good at drums. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't care. But the, sto- like, the other story it? about that that's funny <laughs> is he was playing music at Mars Hill with his wife who can sing really well. And so they were pl- started playing with Dustin Kinsrew at Mars Hill. And oh, so cool. they were on the worship team and stuff. And it was like Melanie was one of the talents. And they're like, oh, get her and whatever. And her husband was the drummer for Emory. And they're like, he's like, oh, that's great. Oh. And they came and did it and, uh, and then played the first service. <laughs> And then in between services, he said, we're going to not use drums on the second services. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they just did acoustic with Melanie and Dustin. <laughs> sent the bass player and drummer home. And he probably didn't care. He's like, yeah, I was going to suggest that to him. Yeah, no, he didn't care. Gonna... He didn't care. Yeah. I mean... That's it. God, it's funny. He quit. I love it. Cho- we kept Chopper for several years yeah, after wow. that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, so a couple Chopper years. lasted longer. I mean, Chopper, the, the final straw was when he uh, got drunk and drove our van 
and blew out a tire and then put on the uh, spare backwards and blew out the axle to our touring van. And he came home and was like, oh, <laughs> he was laughing. Like, I guess I put it on backwards. I only drove about 10 feet. <laughs> and he never apologized or anything. And we were going to take the van and drive home for Christmas. And it was just this. And then, I mean. He didn't apologize with, no, at all. He or help fix it in yeah. any way. In any way. At all. That's kind of. We were like, can't you? Though. You don't feel that's bad. such a good. I mean, that, damn. That's kind of. That's, that's a pretty He's, good story. I feel like. <laughs> but that happened I mean, a lot. That kind of stuff. That, that's very typical. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, that, that is, was common behavior. Let me say that is dangerous. I'm not trying I to. I think we first. <laughs> now, we, we, the hard, you know, I mean, the hard thing about a lot of times is if you have your, if you guys, your best friends or some of your yeah. best friends in, yeah. in a band or in a group of guys together and you start doing business type things, it gets really yeah. complicated. So with Joel, I mean, Joel was basically a, a fill-in from the start. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he filled in when Joey decided not to go. So we were like, well, maybe you can play bass with us for a little while. And it stuck. And then, but we started talking about, you know, kicking Joel out of the band the first year that we started playing shows. And we talked about oh, wow. it for probably five years until we finally did it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> we talked about it regularly. For probably five years, and then finally did it. But that was it was hard. We were like, we got to do something. But I mean, that's what gets complicated. I mean, it's it not. Is, yeah. uh, we've not done well with anything in that. We've made the same mistakes us over and over again, as far as that I mean, type of thing goes. Because we, yeah. we we make you make a thing where it's like this unique group. It's not like anything else. Yeah, and you how so you can yeah. yeah, and you can't like. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem like there's any option to do anything different. You have to work with what you had. It just. It just doesn't make. Never made sense how you could ever yeah. not do that. I agree. Joel was in a blues band. Joel was in a blues band that he started, Oogie Brown, <laughs> 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 and he was the lead guitar player. And they thought they were going to really try to do some stuff, but we were just talked to Joel. We we're like, Nah, just go with us. And he was like, Okay. And so he didn't tell the band at all that he was quitting. And finally, one of his best friends, Ashley Cook, uh, finally got hey, Joel wouldn't answer his phone, wouldn't answer his phone. Then finally, Ashley Cook got through, and uh, Joel just said, uh, "He said, where are you at, man?" He said, "I'm in Seattle." <laughs> and that's how he found out he wasn't going to be in the band anymore. And that's the guy we were like, "Yeah, be in our band." Yeah, it's just, he, and Joel, we're still friends all, with him. We, blue, we're on a text thread with him. We talk to him yeah. all the time. I, I, no, yeah. I like him. But he was before Joel joined Emory. He was already 25 or 26 years old, and he was a g guitarist in a bar blues band playing Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> that's what he was doing. Joel? And we said, we're going to yeah, start yeah. an emo band and move to Seattle. You'll need to quit your blues band and play bass for us. <laughs> and he said, okay, I'm down. And came with us and did not tell his blues band that he was moving <laughs> or quitting the band at all. And wouldn't answer the phone when they called. And then did not answer the phone. And it was 2001. It wasn't like they could get in touch with him. He just, he just left the coast. And then he would just... Oh, the, I and then when he finally told him, he just kind of laughed. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, so he wasn't even sorry or anything. I mean, we don't have to go into Joel forever, but it was just, <laughs> this is the kind of people yeah, we've been working with. For. Joel threw up on his pants and continued to wear the pants. <laughs> that was at Furnace Fest, too. That was, yeah, that was at Furnace Fest. 
Wow. <laughs> did you play at the Sloss Furnace, you know, a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Not the way back, but the one where they did. It wasn't called Furnace Fest, but it was Would like, Hawthorne uh, Heights first was to there and, and First to Last and all that. I don't think so. We played the first one because that's where we did our first yeah. promo photos ever. We did a photo shoot there, but that, that the first Furnace Fest, but I don't think we did the, I didn't even know there was another. Well, well, it was it just wasn't a festival a they did fest, yeah. at Sloss Furnace. Wasn't oh, no, for it. And, and yeah, anyway, did. that was the day that Joel threw up on himself. <laughs> uh, so he he drank the night before whatever. So he, he threw up. And, and then my brother Gary ended up cleaning it all he up. He didn't clean it up. Yeah, Somebody else cleaned it up. Where did he throw up? Like in the van? In the, in the front, of the front lounge of the bus. Yeah. And then Toby's brother cleaned it. And then later in that day... Joel was stinking because his <laughs> p- pants had a lot of vomit on them. And Joel. we said that, Joel, this, they stink, you know. So you should I, put on, you should, you should change your I, pants. And I Joel's, have no ex members listen to this. They're all they, so they can handle it. That's what I'm saying. But he, and Joel said, when I said, Joel, you got to change those pants. And he said, I, I would, but. And I swear to God, he said this. <laughs> this is my last clean pair. That's pretty legendary. If you find the dirtiest ones in your sack, they're going to be better. You couldn't imagine his other jeans, though. Whatever his other jeans were, you would never want to be anywhere near them. Yeah, if that's the cleanest pair you got. He's like, no, that this is the cleanest pair I have. Yeah, and all of these are the best memories of my life, by the way. Right? You know, well, <laughs> these, these are the golden memories. You'll never forget Isn't that. I, it is. It really is. I, I love Joel and Seth, of course. And somebody will tell them, and they'll hear this. But you know, that's it's, it's fine. So I'll ask oh, you, man. Nate. I mean, obviously, we're all kind of in the same boat now, to some degree, as far as like the past, like what year and a half. Yeah, I'm not doing anything except digital. I mean, what do you think you guys are going to do? Are you guys re- are you guys going to push forward to go back to normal touring? I mean, do you think that's going to be the same again or what? Yeah, man, it's so tough. It's like we're we're right in this weird spot. So so for us, you know, not being like a full time band, like so we had this i this idea after that that show in 2018, we did a summer tour in 2019, and when we decided to do that, we went to Australia right before, which was awesome. And that was our first, you know, tour in, since 2014, we had kind of like a three year plan, maybe like two year, but to do a tour in 2019 and then do another tour in 2020. And we had like a deal with live nation. It was like, if you play X amount of shows, this, you know, we'll pay this, you play live nation shows. So, a, a couple of our dudes like quit jobs, like whatever they had started since 2014. Cause we had a plan. It was like, cool. Like we're going to make this much money. We can like kind of get an idea of it. And, and it was worth it for us to do it. We're like, we, we got this plan. So obviously 2020 hit. So we had a full tour booked for summer of 2020. We were like, you know, getting close to announcing. So that was like kind of, we had that and then like a week and a half in November. And then we were going to kind of just be done again. We were kind of like saw it as like this, like, couple year reunion thing we'll play some shows we'll do this and we'll kind of you know see what shakes loose we had no intention of like writing because we were like you know who knows at this point we're all in different jobs like i was i was you know doing my own thing and everyone was kind of pursuing different stuff so that was the goal and then obviously that happened and a couple of the guys had quit jobs so we were like yo we got to get creative so we started doing the streams and 
So at this point, we kind of have like hit this weird path that we never thought we'd be on. It's like, what what are we going to do? You know, it's like we still, Live Nation's still like down for us to finish our contract, depending on how touring goes. And so, um, so, so now we're actually, for the first time since, you know, 2014, we've been like messing with some new songs. and Because we kind of were like, should we do more, you know, a record or at least an EP or songs? Because it's like, if we are going to tour again, depending on whether it's fall of this year or whatever, everyone's going to be tour. It's like, at some point, it's like everyone's going to get back at it. So we were like, is it enough for us to just kind of rely on playing a bunch of old songs? You know, is if there's no, you know, nothing moving forward. So for us, we're like, okay, let's maybe try something new. So anyway, I, who knows? I mean, we have like a tentative idea for September to like maybe tour. We still have the holds in the summer from 2020 because when that hit, we just had our booking agent switch it to 2021 because we we're like, of mm-hmm. course, summer of 2021 and we'll be fine. So then even a couple of weeks ago, that got brought up. Like, is it soon enough to tour in the summer? And we just, you know, ultimately landed on like, it's just too, like for us, it was going to be like beginning of July. And we were just like, yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel like the right time yet. You know, I'm right. sure there are people going to get back and do it, which is, you know, everyone has to make their own decisions and, kind of weigh out what they want to do. But for us, it just didn't make sense. So we're just going to kind of wait and maybe, maybe September if it, if it happens, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, it really is just this kind of like waiting game of like when, you know, there's going to be a band that does it first, you know, there's already shows happening down here in Florida, like Orlando had a show last weekend. It was like thousands of people. And so, you know, everyone's kind of have to kind of find the balance and you know what they are going to do. So for us, we'll see. Cool. Florida and Texas are going to have so many bands. Come I know. That, that's I what's mean, funny is like Florida's already just like, okay. Like Orlando literally like this uh, and friends of ours that we all know played, played this show. And it was like, I saw photos and I'm like, Oh my God. Like just like, just everyone's ready too. you know, I think a lot of people are just really ready to get back out, you know, bands and fans, you know? So it's like the first to do it. I, I don't think it's going to be like weak turnouts at all. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, the first bands to do some shows, whether it's outside or inside or whatever, I, I don't think it's going to be like, especially in Florida and Texas. I mean, you're you're going to sell out for sure. But a lot so. of markets are not going to be able to go do. No, I mean, and that's no another way. reason why and people wouldn't come was, if they were allowed. I mean, that people, yeah, yeah. you know, I, yeah, when, when yeah. the Mariners announced they're we're going to have, you know, baseball is going to be back. I have people there's that I know they're season ticket holders in Seattle. Who were like, no, we're not going. Mm, I don't think that's a great idea. I mean, they say it's fine, <laughs> wow. but damn. I mean, you know, I'm not like, golly, you know, like the. Yeah, I mean, it is a. It's such a strange thought, of like, you know, obviously it's like, but there's not going to be a moment where it's like something comes out of the sky. And it's like now is yeah. the right time. It's like yeah. it. You gotta like, eventually we gotta get there you know so it's like and i'm i'm for like not rushing i'm down to like take it easy like that was one of the reasons why summer didn't work for us because it's like half the rooms were like yeah you can play but it's going to be 10 percent capacity and it's like okay cool like you know it's like what's the point so it's like trying to like find the balance of like when rooms are available and when, it, and when people want to come but you know like i said i think certain areas like texas florida you know Alabama. It's like everyone's ready to rip. So Maybe it'll like, get dense <laughs> enough where there'll be some new scene activity of some type, like something new happen. You know? Yeah, I mean, Who knows? yeah, it's true. In it's certain true. places. So, yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? What about you? Are you guys like plan plans for touring, or is this the same kind of thing? 
no I real. I mean, done. we're looking forward to Furnace Fest and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, we're we're know. scheduled to play Furnace Fest too. So yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. I mean, we're certainly going to do events. You know, yeah. It's just yeah. we're trying to rethink on a bigger level of how can you make digital first stuff and then have that precipitate events and Agreed. maybe new types of events and new combinations of things is kind of, yeah. but we, you know, it's one step at a time, but we're just yeah. approaching it open and trying to think of what you can do digital first. Cause a big kick to do those shows and then do it is global. And a bunch of new people saw us do a good type of performance. Yeah. So building yeah, on yeah. that and then figuring out how to do in person and mixed, you know, I, I think basically what I think of it is, for sure, in X amount of years, maybe five, we'll be creating something in VR, probably. There'll yeah. be something to make, a musical experience in the next, and all the emerging technology. So even if the online concert thing ain't so great for everybody now, it will be. It's, yeah, it, it I will agree. Be, so. and, and even these live streams that we've done have really been good for me, like, creatively to like get the juices flowing and that's been cool to like keep you know pushing and trying to do different stuff and think differently and kind yeah. of approach it differently so that i mean it's cool I'm, I'm obviously i'd rather it not be the way this last year and a half was but it's like it's you know taking it for what it was i think we've learned a lot and kind of grown closer as a band but also like yeah creatively we've like had to push ourselves in different ways that i think will I mean, we've talked about it so much. I think our live shows, whenever we get back at it, is going to be way different. Not even just like production-wise, but our whole approach to it. Because for us, we kind of treated these live streams as like, all right, this isn't a live thing. Like, so how can we do something different that you would never see live? So we kind of approached this very raw. Like we wanted to look sick and look cool, but in between songs, we like did like live banter. So for us, we've talked about like, I think our next tour, we're like all going to have mics and we're all just going to like, I mean, we always had this mentality of like, it's got to be so pro, right? It's like pro, like, you know, intros and in between songs. And that's good to a certain extent. But then there's this level of like, when we all, since we all get along now too well, and we all like kind of banter well, it's like, I think people want to see that and that we never would have unlocked that ever. We never would have tried that on a tour going, yo, let's all talk and, and have this experience with fans. It's very interactive and like, not that we're all like comedians, but like all of us together, it's kind of feels like this. Like we all have this and not that anyone's going to pay $30 to come see or whatever. I don't know. I don't even remember how much tickets cost these days, but like no one's going to sit there. So to come see us play five songs and then banter for an hour, like people want to hear music, but I think if they can see like, human interaction with a band that they're into i think that's like some of my favorite shows that stand out are shows that i would go to and there would be those type of interactions like whether it was the singer like being real and they're like laughing and doing all this so for us that kind of sparked a whole new way of how we're going to kind of look at, at live shows so we'll see it, it should be cool whenever we can get back at it so yeah you'll have seen a big span you know of the music business from a point of view that's crazy uh from when you as long as you've been in it from where you mm -hmm. started as a 14 year old all the way oh, yeah. to this post 21st century, yeah, whatever it is. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, you've seen like this window of time in a very unique way. I w we touched on that earlier about you being young, but um, I think it's something I've said a million times, probably on this podcast and elsewhere, how when what I've seen is people getting popular and being a public figure is often negative for them. 
and especially mm-hmm. people that get into stuff when when it's younger. And I always say, there's so many people that got into music and stuff like that, and their personality they never adjusted right, and it never it doesn't. It almost seems like there's a lot of negatives to that, but not. Mm-hmm. But really, you're the exception to that. You know what I mean? Oh man, thank you. But I'm <laughs> curious. Awesome. I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, but you know, you how I mean, if you see that as bizarre or what? How you really, if you you know how you really yeah. process that from this point of view now. But to to me, you're the one, I mean, I maybe I'll just give credit to your family, I guess, and stuff. I think your mom and dad yeah. are awesome. So yeah, they must be Thanks. that. But, you know, you've always been distinctly different in that way that seemed like you handled it well from a young age, but most don't. Yeah. Damn. Thank you. I mean, I, it's, I, it's, I think you're right. I think that it's the people around me. And I've, I've always kind of said that it's like, I mean, we are who we are because of the people around us. And I think that's the biggest thing. I look back and I'm like, I think it was the guys for sure. You know, I think it was like them, you know, kind of leveling me out. And I I think going into it, it, I was so young, but like with my brother starting touring with me at first, and then there's just no room for like any, uh, any of that. You know what I mean? There was no room or chance to be like, Oh, I'm going to be this way. And I, I think that, also, Amberlynn was very slow growth. Like we, it was cool. We were like successful in the sense of like, we were playing shows, but like for years and years, I mean, it was just like van and like small shows. So it was like, there wasn't that chance to be like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden we're playing like massive shows on the occasion we would, and it would blow our minds, but we were all kind of in the same level and we all kind of kept, you know, ourselves like grounded. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is the dudes for sure. Between Steven and, Joey and Dion, I mean, they were there since I was 15 and, and none of them had an ego. So I, I don't, I don't think I learned, I didn't pick up on any bad habits from them. You know what I mean? I think if there's a couple guys in the band that really leaned into that, like even when we got successful for a little bit, I think that like no one really went to that way. And then also I would just come home and I'm also one of seven kids. So I kind of got, you know, you come home and it's just right back to it. It's like, clean the house you know what I mean like do your yeah. homework like it was never like oh Nate's home like let's he's a big deal you know it was just you didn't like, get your own apartment yeah yeah no I, I lived yeah. with my parents till I got married and it was like that was intentional too because I was like I wanted to like you know once we were touring like 10 months out of the year I'd come home and I just wanted to like be home and kind of be around my parents and um but yeah so I, I think it's it's in, having older brothers you know being you know having older band members I wonder if I like toured in a band where we were all 15 i think i'd be a shithead you know so it's like one of those things where it's like that kind of older kind of influence into my life i think it's kind of kept me at a at a good headspace you know so uh, how much, old, how much older, older was everybody than you like who who was, i mean that's who's, what's who's funny is now we've like balanced out i'm like oh i caught you guys like <laughs> yeah. it feels like i mean at the when you're 15 and they're 20 or 19 joey was nine. i think joey's four years older than me which is as an adult is not a, you know what I mean? No one's right, like, yeah. yeah, we're all hanging. It's like, Oh, like, uh, but back then the jump from 15 to 20 is massive. And even like 21 to 16 is like massive. So I think it felt the gap felt so big, but when you all hit 30 mm-hmm. and someone's 30 and 34, no one cares. You know what well, I mean? We so were it's a little like, bit older of a band. So when we did our first tour and it's with you and you're the headliner and there's a 16 yeah. year old kid a drummer, and yeah. we were 20, it feels good. Six. Yeah. Toby, I mean, 20, no. how old were you? Toby? Yeah. yeah. 26. Yeah. So Toby's yeah. 26 when you're 16 and we're yeah. the opener Ten and you're the headliner. Yeah. 
And it was like, this kid is so young. We come do that tour, and it's like, that's just – it was really hard because we were older yeah. than everybody else. Yeah, we got yeah. a late start and everything. So yeah. even young – every band was younger, and then they yeah. – the, the, you know, this band had this. And so, you know, we were the low it's band weird. on that, and we were getting treated bad. But then <laughs> – but, you know, that for, and it was the second night of our first ever tour, and then yeah. the 16-year-old kid on Drummer tour – Drummer is like, yeah, money. Yeah, 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 but we – but no, but you took us home to your house. You're the first house we yeah. stayed at. was with uh, your yeah, mom and dad. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. Your house I, dude, all, you know. uh, someone found that photo recently of us all in front of the, the garage, the yeah, neighbor's garage. Right. Well, that was like the first and, place we ever stayed. We couldn't – we yeah. didn't get hotels yet with anything. It was like our first tour. And then yeah. you're the headline. You play Florida. Go one night, and then go back to your house with your with all your brothers and <laughs> the sisters. The whole family, my yeah. giant dad. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then dad. and then we went to church with you the next <laughs> yeah. morning. Oh you yeah, know, oh, I remember that story. That's right. <laughs> Flags, right? Yeah, yeah we got to your horn. church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, was, that was the wildest, I don't know if most charismatic service I ever yeah. have been to because I didn't grow up around I, charismatic stuff yeah, or we anything. Did. That was I the mean, wildest uh, experience I had Me and Toby grew up in the Church of God, you know, or, or of uh, Pentecostals. So I saw yeah. people yeah. falling all the time, speaking in tongues, all this stuff. Then we get to Nate's church. <laughs> this guy pulls out this unreal. What's that? It's like a ram's head horse. In my defense, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that was my church. At that point, I was touring enough to where that was. Sure, that was sure. My your family's church. church. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, he just pulled it out and just. <laughs> I mean, I just the, unreal the, loud. The worship leader was just by himself. Just, just there was just keys, but I think he, he would had get 18 like the, keyboards. Though. Yeah, 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 he had a ton. I think he had his own. So I think he would just beat. He would have like a beat that it would go with. Oh, but yeah, he was, oh, yeah. he was just jamming. I was that like, man, church, this is wild. Cool. It's funny because my whole life we went to one church up until I was probably fifteen. And then that church ended and they started going to that church. And that was like their first year there. And I was like, this church is wild. So it's funny to go from like growing up in one community, one church, and then that was over. And then, uh, yeah, that, that church was, was something else for sure. That's and that was also it. back when we used to try to go to church on tour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. On Sundays. For, I don't know how long that lasted. Probably like, couple of years but you'd feel so guilty when you didn't go know. you know you're just like man I, we got to get up and go to church we gotta get Sunday, to church but. preferably not ones with horns and flags gosh that's that so long funny. ago that that's the same that's the exact same the night the day before is when we took that picture in front of your garage that's yeah. when matt oh matt uh, had you, the gun yeah nolan your, your brother was playing we were all playing and hanging out and no, I think it was Nolan's gun, or maybe. Do you have a younger brother or sister? Uh, younger Nolan. Than Nolan. Oh, Nolan and Nolan. Carolyn, my little sister. Yeah. Well, it must have been Nolan's like play gun or whatever. And Matt, for whatever reason, told <laughs> Nolan, he said uh, they were playing like. You know, just playing with the yeah, good yeah, Matt yeah. was playing with, they're having a good time. And Matt <laughs> just thought this would be funny, but he told Nolan, get on your knees. And oh then God. Matt held, held the gun, the play gun to the back of Nolan's head. <laughs> and and parents your, came out. And your parents came out. <laughs> <laughs> and, saw, and saw Matt holding a gun to your youngest brother's head. Well, and Nolan syndrome. was loving it. Nolan yeah. was cutting up, having a great time. You know what I mean? It was fun. Yeah. But but he's also Down syndrome. No, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, well, I know, Matt. Well, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed. I mean, I was engaged fully with Nolan, and I mean, really, I was really playing, and Nolan I lost cool. myself. You know he what I'm saying? Cool. I regret oh, it. Man. I see how it looks. I can only say I'm sorry, but in the moment, I was lost in that state of play. I mean, what's so Nolan. funny is uh, there's no way he wasn't just pumped like that. Yeah, the, the yeah, we were really you, engaged. I mean, and I gotta say though, that's that's so sick that looking back and you saying that because that that's exactly how he is though, like in the sense mm -hmm. of like. And anyone that plays with them to that level in the sense of like, I'm going to fully 
engage into the like mm-hmm. that world for him is so rad. So I mean, I know we're just messing around, but I, I think it's it's a great story because that I mean he's still that way to this day. I mean, like the, for his birthday this year, I went like we like ran around the backyard and played lightsabers for like two hours. So his <laughs> whole like world is still that and very much engaged into like that kind of headspace, which is which is cool. So yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's like. He's like 27 now. Wow. <laughs> and then you, and then we, we have a good one of our photo shoots that we did that your yeah, brother Parker. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's too, right. Yeah. Parker shot it. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. That was another time we yeah, were through. And then I remember the whole still. time when y'all were recording Cities, I believe. or never, Yeah, I stayed with Yeah, you were stayed with cities. me a bunch. I stayed with you a bunch, yeah. Yeah, because you, you were up here like one. a month in Seattle, and then you got done drum tracking. So we just you st- came yeah, to stay at my went, house for yeah. like I don't know. That was a week. yeah, it was like it was like over a week. I just I remember I was like finished and I was kind of like checked out, and I went yeah that was man that was fun. That was a I was good time. I was hanging out with Nate and he was like buying fancy shoes and stuff like that. Fashion. <laughs> I, and I was like I was going with we, we Nordstrom and bought boots and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was your influence on me. Oh man, I love it. That's fashion awesome. clothes i've of course never wore or anything like, is there cool wear this <laughs> yeah 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 i like this isn't that crazy that was a long time ago though that's a a, long it, isn't it weird like, like we just said we, we hadn't even been talked we hadn't talked to you in a several Couple years. years yeah and it's just so weird how it goes by so fast it's just well, i mean it just zooms by man i was just telling i was like talk, talking to my wife and i was like oh i'm gonna have you know have a podcast with matt and toby and chat and stuff and she's like oh didn't you do that once and i was like yeah i was like i did one and it was 2017 it was like november or is october 2017 because i remember my wife was having contractions and then she we had our first kid that neck that night oh wow i remember i was oh on the gosh. phone with you because you wanted to talk about the whole me without you Oh yeah, bus situation. Yeah. That was but the that prank. Was, yeah, that's I remember right. I was like, she was oh, having right. contractions, and I was like on the phone. I was like, oh, I was they like talking go. to you, and I was like watching her. I was like, I hope everything's okay. But yeah, that was 2017, so that was four years ago. Oh, God, just yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's right. Which you were not really good like on four that years story. Ago. And she that said, "Oh, one. didn't you just do that?" <laughs> yeah, she did. She was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah like four years." You ago. did that. Yeah, four years. That's weird, man. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean that those early years. I mean. Looking back Special. on those, looking back on those early years of touring, I mean, I can almost, I mean, I can barely feel like I was, I'm the same person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, there was no family, there was no kids, yeah. there was no responsibility yeah. other than to get yeah. to the next show. God, it's so and that was, weird. It, that was it, and you did that 250 days a year. Yep. And then you, you know what I mean? So it's just and, and, insanely and, different. And, and I, uh, we feel so old saying this stuff, but like no cell phones like we didn't right, have yeah. it, like and if someone had a cell phone they weren't looking at it it wasn't like oh i'm gonna get on here and browse it was just for you know what i mean so it was like yep. cell phones existed but it's like i had a i had a phone card like that's how i communicated yeah. with home I'm, i i wouldn't talk to my family for a few days you know so when we were all hanging we we're like really hanging you know what i mean i think that's what yeah. i look back on i'm like we were no one like even in the van we had all these crazy stories of like being in the vans because no one was doing anything no there wasn't even ipods no one was even li- like you would have a disc man but it was like it would skip and it'd be shitty so it was like <laughs> dude we would listen to music together and then we'd yeah. all talk together and we'd all do like so is this and then when we get to the show 
no one was like FaceTiming or calling family, which is not bad. I'm not like dogging on that. I think that's what I do now. You know what I mean? It's like a good form of connecting with home, but we were just all together. We'd have conversations. We'd tell Mm -hmm. stories. We'd do dumb stuff together. We'd all like, and these things that we're talking about now, I wonder, I'm like in 10 years from now or 15 years from now, are people that toured going to have these same type of stories? And I just don't think they are. I think it's a a lot of like, I was on my phone or iPad in the bus. That's like when you're going to have crazy fun stories. Like even when we got to do a bus and, you know, technology was better, we still had a lot of stories because it still wasn't at the level that it's at now. You know what I mean? We still have such good memories from it. And I, I really don't think that like that's going to be near as uh, prevalent in the future with, with stories of touring and connections with other bands. I mean, I talk to homies now that are like toured with a band for like a month. They're like, yeah, I think I met them. You know what I mean? It's like such a, just a new dynamic that, is is was not the case back then you know oh, that i think was that makes my me dynamic <laughs> no, you're like i don't know i don't know anyone <laughs> i have a hard time remembering <laughs> i really do yeah that's what's I, funny like some of those early ones like we were just saying we were talking about jimmy story i was thinking yeah. it, it, he was just going through my mind i have some serious memories of him <laughs> and i i mean he's the one of the smallest pieces of my life, like in yeah, my yeah. memory scope. Right. Like, I mean, I, I remember he, he almost didn't let us play in Orlando that first night. Remember? Yes. Uh, Why? The, Se- well, it was the we, second we, we, we played second in Fort night. Lauderdale the first night. And then it was our first show on any tour that was real. And so then we showed up the next day and we, we got in the van and said, what time y'all want to leave tomorrow? I don't know, whatever. What time do you think we need to be there? And, and it was like, I don't know, probably three or four is fine. I don't know. No, but and then you know we didn't have a tour manager. No, but he had given told somebody that load in was at a time, but we didn't even know that that was important. Like we did not yeah, even yeah, know yeah. that. So we showed up like late for load in, and he already had uh, what's his, his name? Uh, he, Lewis's band, gasoline oh, the kick. heart, gasoline heart, the, the kick. Yeah, 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 it was kick. The, kick, yeah. the kick was on stage. Um, already so he had them his band that he managed go on and go ahead and set their stuff up before we got there and then when we got there he goes you're not playing tonight and it was the first it was the second <laughs> night of the tooth and nail tour yeah and tooth and nail's new opener band with the record out he tells us that you can't play and the band he manages in town is that he's tour managing that uh. tour is gonna play and then we called tooth and nails like we don't know we're sorry but i don't know and then they called him and then it's like pretty soon there's like okay you can you can throw the gear up on the stage and stuff you know yeah uh, okay, let, let, let me just go through some Jimmy stories. <laughs> Jimmy stories. Jimmy stories. Uh, Jimmy so stories. Uh, then, remember him and Eli, who Josh's yep. brother, got in a wrestling uh, got, match. Because they were like, that they liked each other, but Jimmy would kind of pick on Eli a little bit. And, and then, so they were fighting. You remember Eli did the most awesome fight move I'd ever seen. He grabbed the back of Jimmy's shirt and pulled it over his hand. Jimmy couldn't get out of it. And then Eli was just kind of like popping him in the head like that. And I, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Then you have the infamous uh, tour bus where yeah, the, y'all yeah, y'all yeah. was. And I think Jimmy side. was kind of behind that, right? Like he was kind of the, he was like, driving. He, he went and got the the uh, oh, yeah. whatever, you, oh you fish and rats prank. and all the yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. prank oh the yeah. prank yeah, yeah, yeah. you prank yeah the yeah. prank yeah, then he was, and then he yeah. drove Blindside's bus off a mountain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he drove it off of wait, wait. Uh, it was like a cur- it was like in the woods and they were taking some other you know whatever road 
with Blindside, yeah. and he was driving the bus at night. And they took some other road and it was, um, it was a curvy road and it was like a curve in the road and it just didn't make it. It just went into, into, like into the woods. Oh man. Jimmy's story. Man, he's like one of my favorites. He he did some wild stuff though. I mean, I'll never forget. It was probably on that same tour. It's like day off. We're going to go to Denny's and he's like, all right, let's, we're going to go. And like on the way there, he like, does something he like stops he's like oh, hold on a second and we're like walking from the hotel and I was like, what is he doing like whatever so we get in denny's we're eating and i'm like 16 at this point and he's like all right he's like listen we're like almost done with our food and the waitress said goes away he's like do not say anything and i was like what and he's like just don't he's like don't laugh or whatever <laughs> and what he did on the way there was he picked up a roach that he found on the ground and he shoves it in the tiny bit of his pancakes that he has left. And the poor lady comes over and he's like, uh, ma'am, I just, I found this roach in my pancakes. And it was like, he had one bite of pancake left. One bite. And there happens to be the biggest roach ever, just in the perfect spot. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to pay for any of this. And I was so bombed and so embarrassed, but I remember it like scarred me. And I was like so upset by it because this poor lady was like beside herself. And But I was like, how is, how could she not tell that it was clearly planted? I mean, it was like the it one, like tire marks the on one it. it was like the one piece of pancake you didn't eat. You like put it under it. And I was like, it was just, and I remember any, and, and, and randomly every couple of years, Jimmy will text me. He's like, Hey man, I just want to apologize about the Denny's thing with the roach. Like he, it still like bothers him. He like, but yeah, anyways, he, he I've had wild. the exact opposite experience of that. And it was like this, I was in a Chinese <laughs> restaurant and I had a glass of sweet tea and in my sweet tea, I did find a bandaid. And, oh the, and, and it wasn't in the Jimmy's wrapper. Story, it, was, it was a real Band-Aid in the tea. And That's I, not true. In the tea. I felt bad, personally. I'm the one that felt bad, but I felt like I had to tell them. And then my friend said, well, you probably at least get free. I was like, okay, because I didn't even want to say anything. You know, I was like, gross. So the then I, I told the lady at the, the Chinese buffet, I said, oh, look, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but I, I mean, I found this in here or whatever. And she got really mad at me and said, no, you put that there. She told me I put it there. (laughs) So I was like, I didn't get it free or anything. And she thought I'd put it there. You're trying to get free sweet tea. Yeah. Yeah. She thought I was trying to get the Band-Aid buffet after that. And we called it the Band-Aid buffet and still went there. I mean, we don't have to go on and on, but, man, we've had some unreal tour manager stories, too. (laughs) I'll tell one real quick. We somehow hired him. I can't even remember how we found him or what. Maybe you guys have better memory than me for that stuff. But Avange, our Avange, our booking yeah. agent. Oh, okay. Recommended him, and he was kind of like this cool California punk guy, you know. But <clears throat> good looking dude, just chill, whatever. And he went on tour with us, and he was a fine tour man. I mean, you know, he did his job. It was whatever. He was kind of mean, overly. It was he was like unnecessarily mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like yeah, a yeah. mean. A little bit of a hardcore kid type yeah. vibe. Or yeah. So he was a straight edge guy, and he yeah. would pick on yes. Dave and be yeah, real would. jerks to other people and real smiley to us kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, he did multiple things, but he, he would meet up with chicks all the time, do all this dumb stuff, and it was it was bad. But anyway, we were in Jacksonville playing a show, and <laughs> he ends up hooking up with Joel's aunt. Yeah. 
our bass player's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we were like, what? Now, hold on. But here, here's the thing. He didn't tell us at all. Yeah. I remember going to bed that night and she was like getting in the hot tub or something downstairs. And I think maybe he said he was going to too, but I didn't think anything. Else. I was like, what are we doing here? You know, I think her, I mean, her husband was upstairs or something. Oh, anyway, oh my God. Sleeps with her. We don't hear about it until Joel comes to us and says yeah. his, I think it's, she's actually his cousin. She's, she looks maybe, like, maybe aunt. that's what it was. Yeah. The, the relationship, like but whatever. And, uh, he said, she's calling, uh, <laughs> She's calling me saying that she wants to know if she should get tested for any like sexual oh, sexually transmitted diseases or anything like that. And she really liked him or something. Like she wanted yeah. to just talk to him or whatever like that. And Joel asked us what what we should do. We were like, well, we got to fire him. So we were Instantly. at that. We so then yeah. So, so that's how many days it was because we fired him in, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's we didn't find out for you know about a week or so later, and we just sent him home that night. That was Jeez. it. Later, I mean, to that's, find that's out, pretty gnarly. Let me add one extra thing. We found out later, he was a <laughs> uh, bisexual porn star. Oh, <laughs> he has lots of films. Good for out. him. Under a different name, I won't say what it is, but uh, yeah, we'll leave we found that out a little bit later. <laughs> well, in her defense, we also found this out. Joel told us later, hit uh, her and her husband. Sw- Swing, yeah, they were. So, uh, or, so it or they it did, wasn't right? It wasn't. It wasn't actually cheating on her husband. The moral of the story is he shouldn't yeah. have fired. The right. Point <laughs> it was. It was very it was traumatic. Right. To to us. We should have stuck it out. Yeah, we found Billy it all very fine. traumatic. That's all I'm saying. It was way Imagine over our heads. Emory of things from we South Carolina Christian time. band, and we have a bisexual porn star as our first tour we were trying to figure out Sundays where to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> we have a bisexual porn star. I mean, good Lord. We were Anybody's welcome with us. We were out on a tour with no tour manager because we just didn't, still didn't understand what one would do. We did not <laughs> still understand. Oh, and our yeah. booking agent was, I guess she was just hearing enough stories or we just weren't professional enough, I, I guess. But we didn't, it didn't seem that crazy. Like you've got to get, you just need a tour manager, and it was like, well, we don't want to pay for it. What are you talking? What will they do? You know, yeah. We were just in a van, and we get you water. And so, and then, and like, well, there's this. We got this guy. He'll be great. He's got experience and everything, and he'll come in there and whip it into shape. And uh, you know, we got to pay him three hundred dollars a week, and we're just like, oh, I mean, how? <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's but way, it was like in the middle of the tour, and he flew out to Utah much. and started. It's like there it was. So it was like there was, and he he knew what to do. You know, yeah. and he was a pushy, straight <laughs> edge SoCal guy. He knew yeah. well. Yeah, he just, but you know, and so he was nice, really smiling and nice to us. And but he, you know, he did a million things we never knew about and stuff like, and we just didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that's and that's the and we. So we have this tour manager that's the super polar opposite of us, and we knew that. But we always just thought it was so crazy that we're Christian and like this. But we even have this friend that's so crazy different than us, you know. And we just thought it's great that we could so be cool. like, you know, like yeah. we actually are. We felt really yeah. kind of bonded with him, like, you know, in a way that he one day maybe he'll be a Christian too, you know. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're, but then eventually it was like, what the fuck? Okay, no, you just go home. Go. You got to go yeah, We were really out there with the sinners, you know, the yeah. sinners and prostitutes really making it happen. <laughs> that was the 18 oh, Visions man. tour. 
Did y'all, uh, well, uh, Nate, did y'all ever preach from stage or say stuff about God from stage? Because I was just thinking about that. What, that early on, we did for probably first two or three years. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we, we never did because the, the band before that we were in, before Amberlynn, that was like a big, that was very much like, oh, that's the world. It was like, you know, we kind of, or I was in the band towards the end of it for a short, uh, we did like one tour, but yeah, that band was more that way. So when we started Amberland, our goal was to not have any affiliation within the Christian market at all. At first we were like, well, I mean, we didn't think we'd get signed anywhere early on, but when we started writing, kind of getting like label talks, we were like kind of adamant about not originally being on tooth and nail. Cause we were like, we don't want to have that like, christian undertone we were very much like adamant about not so but at the end of the day tooth and nail just it was kind of hard to say no you know it was like they were yeah. by far the yeah. most like and we grew up loving tooth and nail and they were the right. they were the one so it was this weird thing of being like we found ourselves in the spot where like are we actually gonna like say no to tooth and nail you know what i mean it was like hard to wrap our heads around and we didn't have like 18 you know it wasn't like oh we we're flooded with deals but it was like we talked to like all the other ones that were kind of in that world with no Christian affiliation, like equal vision. And like, um, you know, there's a couple major electro back then. So there's a couple options, but it was kind of like, do we want to go be this like tiny band in this big, you know? So I think it was the right move, obviously, but to say yeah. all that, like, even when we were on tooth and nail, we never, we not once did Steven ever talk about it from stage. Like even interviews, we were like, very kind of that that was we had a big conversation about it i remember even like at a young age we we're like hey like that was one of the things my parents had an issue with at first not an issue but they were like oh so like this isn't like uh, the goal isn't to like spread the word and it yeah. was like no like this is a job this is a hopefully a career and this is our musical career and we're gonna let ourselves be you know personally we can kind of make our own decisions of how we carry ourselves and of course we always everyone kind of knew and obviously signing the tooth and nail was that instant kind of you're part of this world now but um yeah we never not once did like we ever bring it up on stage and even like i said in interviews like we just never really talk about it at all so i always felt like we just were now in retrospect it was just what people i think People yeah. told me I should do and what we should say. I yeah, didn't really, I, I mean, because most, I, it wasn't like some brave thing because all the fans there were probably Christians yeah, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't standing up for Christ no. in a bro, you know, an atheist yeah, yeah. world. It was uh, just, you know. It, it felt fringe that we were not. I remember other, like it was <laughs> kind of, and I remember almost struggling with it. Like, should we be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. even under oath, all those dudes would like get up and talk and really dive into it. And we had done that with the other band. And I think that was why we were like, Hey, I got it. And it didn't work. No one wanted to sign us. So you know what I mean? Like we yeah. did. So now that we did Amberland, it was like working. We're like, let's not really do that. Let's just kind of let the music be its thing. And obviously like the lyrics will be positive, but like, even with how Stephen wrote lyrics, it was like, I don't want there to be anything overtly Christian in my lyrics and in our, in our whole vibe as Amberland. Cause we were like looking at Jimmy world and third eye blind. And we're like, we let's do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's try and just be a band. And at the time, I do remember we got like, you know, some flack from homies and friends that were like, oh, so you're not going to use your platform as a witness. And I remember I, at a young age, I struggled with it. But now looking back, I'm like, damn, that was kind of fringe and, and 
you know, quote unquote, different and cool. The fact that they were like, no, like, we're just going to do this. And so I'm glad we did. I mean, I think that it was just kind of the different path that, you know, we took. But in that time, you know, there must have been just the craziest big shows ever where Under Oath was saying, Spencer oh, was yeah. every time about we, yeah. we do what we do because of Jesus Jesus, and something, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. like he, he had a, he would never not say that. Like you yeah. could tell there's like, it couldn't not be said or it would be a huge deal. And he was yeah. meaning it too. And that was when they were the biggest, probably they ever, you know, were playing yeah, with Coheed yeah. and Cambria and everybody and probably yeah, doing the yeah. biggest shows. And they were doing every single show at the time. Yeah. I remember that. Wow, he'd fun. say that from stage on Warp Tour, and then he'd go yeah. like snort coke off a hooker's boob ah. in the, with, with Fat Mike. <laughs> right? Is that true? Has that been substantiated? Or... I mean, I don't know the details of that. He's talked about doing coke and that stuff with Fat Mike. I don't remember what was sort of. No, off I know. Of. I'm, of course, I'm joking. But I'm, <laughs> I don't know. A prostitute's ass or this, that. Well, I mean, but who I mean hasn't if you're going to do it, I mean, if it's there. I mean, why would there's other ways to do coke? I don't, I don't follow. Uh, the saddest I've ever seen under oath was uh, Grant when they uh, when they had their breakdown yeah. or whatever, and Grant came on our our bus because we we just been playing Halo with Grant like oh, every yeah. day, and he was like, "We're going home." And I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> oh shit!" Yeah, he this was great because they were the upset. main band on all of Warped Tour. They were the big band. Yeah. Of war oh, did, they, did they drop off? Yeah. 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 Wow. They, it was oh, a week oh, or two. Like, right in the middle of Warp Tour. You know, it was when they had their, it was a big break. I mean, they talk about it and stuff, but it was, you know, they was just, they were the biggest band on Warp Tour, like really killing it on the main stage every day. And just mm -hmm. they internally, that was when they were having the meltdown or whatever. And wow. so they just went home. So Grant had to come over. We were in Pennsylvania <laughs> or something. He's like, yeah. Because we, we parked next to each other every day. And then hook our cables up so we could play Halo between buses. And then That's Grant so came and told us he was about to cry, just like we we're going home. We're like, what are you talking about? He just, we just stuff go, went down. He thought, yeah, he thought home, the band know? was over he forever. Was, you know, so for yeah. that moment for him, he had to come tell us bye. And it's like his whole everything was gone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's a bummer though yeah, too. You're like in, yeah. in the middle of just like crushing too, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. we're just gonna voluntarily be over. Oof. That's we were like, what's wrong with Grant? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the barbecue, you know. <laughs> Boring. Get out of here. Oh, I'm so sad. What's wrong? Get out of here. Nothing's wrong with you. You're an under oath. It's over. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> As he just kicked everyone's ass in Halo too. Oh god, Dude, he was oh, so man. good. He was really good. I mean, that's he when he brought really the Ogre good. Brothers on, wasn't it? Oh yeah. He didn't bring like yeah. the world champ guys in, uh, on the bus. like L A. I think or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we played yeah. that. Yeah. It was hilarious. How funny yeah, he is was it that with the world champion? Halo we all know time. that name. Is that not weird? You said the Ogre Brothers, and I'm like, oh yeah, those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how do we all know? like oh, the Halo? The guys that were good at Halo. They were first wave gamers. I don't know if they're big. They have shit. They're probably big channels not. And stuff wonder, now. They might be yeah, over. I wonder it. if they transferred over into yeah, whatever I haven't the heard new of shit. What, in a while. what is the new thing that everyone? But plays? they were winning tournaments and like thirty grand. It was. I mean, it was way. It was before gamer stuff was mainstream. Yeah, they were all. doing like yeah. the big stuff. Yeah, wild. Now it's massive. Dang. Did y'all, uh, did y'all, with all your tours, did y'all meet any giant famous other big time people like uh, hang, hang out wise or just, <clears throat> I know y'all toured I, with a bunch. Yeah. So we, we, yeah, we, I mean, that would be the main tour towards the end. I mean, we toured with 30 seconds of Mars. So touring with like Jared Leto was cool. Like that was, How like, was that? 
It was great. We we heard like horror stories leading up to it, so we were like prepared for like the worst. We were like, oh no, like this is gonna be brutal. And I'm sure this is not everyone's story, but he was like the best to us. I mean, he chilled and hung and was super nice and like it was like classic, like old school. Like our last show, he like came out and like pranked us, like on stage, like did like built this like toilet paper gun and was like shooting it ever like on our last song like ran out and like did all that so that he was like super cool with us really chill um and then i would say the other biggest one we in 2012 horrible dates we toured with uh smashing pumpkins it was just us and smashing pumpkins so i gotta i'll tell this quick so it's not too long so that was just us and them and that tour was it was like the wildest thing it was like i remember our manager called he's like yo do you got what do you guys think about smashing pumpkins we're like okay man like it was like the funniest he was like no do you guys want to tour with them we're like ah cool man like thought he was like you know busting our balls and and so he's like yeah apparently they had asked for us specifically or billy corgan did he's like i wanted he, he wanted like i think we submitted for it but we thought there was like no way so it's literally us and smashing pumpkins no opening band it was like three weeks and like i was so pumped we were just like oh my god we're gonna like at least we knew he was big we were like we're at least gonna hang with him right like at one point so the whole tour passes and we see him like twice i mean it's straight up like (laughs) in the hallway and it's like hey man like so we're playing our final show it's in seattle and we're like i was like i cannot finish this tour and not meet him I was like, I can't go back and see my friends. And they're like, dude, how was it in George Smashing Pumpkins? And I'm like, it was cool. Like, I never even met him. So I had been like, the drummer at the time was like the 17-year-old, like, YouTube drummer. Because he, like, built his band. Like, it wasn't the original members. So this kid, him and I kind of became friends a little bit. And I had his number. And uh, I talked to him earlier. And I was like, dude, I want to at least see, you know, meet Billy Corgan and say thanks. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I'll make it happen. Like, after the show, like, I'll text you. So we're playing this venue and like he texts me, he's like, come on through. So it's me, Dion, Christian, and then Randy Torres, which you guys know, who, who mm-hmm. played keys for us that whole tour. And he's like a huge Massing Pumpkins fan. So he's like, all right. He's like, here we go. We're going to go meet him. So we go down. I was like at this arena and there's like this tiny backstage. And I meet the drummer out there and he's like, come inside, you know. And we walk in and I'm like, you know, he's like, yeah, man, it's fine. We come through. And I'm talking to the drummer and they're all behind me. And I walk in and I like, I like kind of scan the room and there's like a couple, there's like one person and I like look on the couch and Billy Corgan is sitting on the couch, butt naked. <laughs> with, uh, and, and, and I, and I like, and I glance over and I like, <laughs> I see him and I do the like, and I'm like walking in and I'm like, uh, and so I like kind of panic cause no one's like saying anything. And he's just leaning back and you know, he's got like that. He's, he's, he's all of the, the vibe of like, he's got the skin stuff. So it's, it's just, it's why he's like six, six and he's just on the couch and he's like, and he's got like a towel on his head. So I'm like trying to not make it obvious. So I like start talking to the drummer and I, just like out of nervousness. And I hear behind me, Randy starts doing his nervous lap. Randy's like, uh, 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 and I just keep hearing Randy do that. I'm like, Oh my God. And he's just sitting there. So like, he kind of like covers up 
And then he like, you know, he's talking to his manager and we walk in and, and we're like, Hey man, we just want to say like, thanks for having us. You know, it's been a great tour. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, of course. And Christian like goes in for the handshake and he like, he's like a germaphobe. So he like backs up and like won't shake Christian's hand. So he like gives him the pound and it's like super <laughs> uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, thanks for coming out here. And he's like, He's like, listen, like, uh, he's like, you guys are from Florida, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I lived in Florida for a while. I lived in, under this underpass with this witch. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were like, sick. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, you can, you can read about it in my book. And we were like, okay, well, sick. We'll read about the book. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, we're like, okay, man. He's like, yo, listen. He's like, anytime you guys need anything. I'm talking anything. He goes, he's like, you give Billy a call. He's like, give Billy a call. He's like, Billy knows people. He's like, Billy knows people. And we were like, no one has your number. And what are you talking about? Because like, no no one's going to call you. So anyway, we're like, yeah, thanks again. And uh, it was like the most uncomfortable thing. He's had like a hand towel over his dick. Like, that's it. Like, just straight up. Like, he never fully clothed. And then, and then we walked out and, and that was it. But it, anyway, that was like the funniest like interaction, especially like walking in and I'm like, yeah, I've seen him naked. It's, it's like ingrained in my memory too. It's like, I can still see it perfectly. He's wild. I mean, on Joe yeah. Rogan, he said he's seen a shapeshifter in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the best, when he said that, like so casually, yeah, I lived in Florida under, under this underpass with a witch. And then that was the end. <laughs> We're like, sick. Good story. That's what the story Me too. Is. Oh yeah, I lived in Florida one time. Yeah, under yeah, an overpass with a witch. <laughs> that that was yeah. just Billy Corgan shooting the shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, what, do you, what do you guys want to talk about? I wonder what he oh, thinks you man. call him for, and if you what you could call. Yeah, Billy yeah. For. When he yeah. said that, he's like, "Listen, That's Billy funny. knows people." Also, Billy. I should have been like, "Yeah, what's your number? <laughs> Give me your number. I'm ready." That's funny. Anyway, so yeah, those are the famous people. Well, Nate, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been fun talking. Of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. Let's have some fun. Oh. Okay. Matt and Toby. <laughs> yeah.